If you're using geo-replication for Azure SQL Database, there are some performance considerations you'll want to take into account. Learn more in this episode of Data Exposed MVP Edition. Hoffman, and welcome to this episode of Data Exposed MVP Edition. Today, I'm joined by Monica, a member of the MVP community. Monica, thanks so much for joining us today. Can you tell viewers a little bit about yourself and what you do? Hey, Anna, it's great to see you. I'm Monica Rathbun. I'm a longtime consultant with Denny Cherry and Associates. I've been doing SQL Server and specializing in performance tuning for about 20 some odd years. I'm not going to tell you my age, but it's around there. Um, and uh, I'm a Microsoft MVP, and I am specializing in performance tuning and absolutely love it. It is my, my bread and butter. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic with you today. Awesome. Well, we're super excited to have you on the show. Today, we're going to be talking about you know, managing performance when it comes to your geo-replicated Azure SQL databases. And this is a really interesting topic to me because I actually haven't heard anyone really talk about it before. So with that, I'm just going to kind of pass it to you, Monica, and ask, you know, what are some considerations people need to think of when they think about performance for these readable secondaries? Right. So I, I really wanted to talk about and show you in the portal uh, what it looks like when you've chosen to offload your workloads, whether it be for reporting or just heavy hitter queries that need to happen by your end users. When we go into the portal, it really gives us some great tools to analyze your workload, especially when we're looking at DTU consumption, resource consumption, when it's uh, your IO, things like that. And what I like to do when I go into environments like this is go directly into uh, intelligent performance. There's some really great tools in here that give us, like it says, insight into these queries that could be performing uh, not so great for our environment. So first, let's look at our primary here. If I go to Query Performance Insights, you can see I've got a workload here. I'm going to go ahead and get us some more real estate here and, and close that, collapse it a little bit. We can see I've got some queries running on our database right here. This yellow one may be a little concerning to me, and I might want to dive in and say, what is actually using 30% of my resources on a regular basis here. It could be the reason why I have 80% here CPU uh, going on currently. The yellow bar here will correspond with my query ID listed in yellow. Very, very simple. If I click on this 808, it actually gives me the statement that's running. I can actually see the time and duration for that query and it breaks down all my runtime stats. This is fantastic when I'm going into an environment uh, to tune. It makes it really quick, really easy, and I can pinpoint exactly what's going on. Now, let's look at the exact same thing on our DR workload. The common scenario is you have a report that's running really long, or your users are complaining that a report is running long that's normally not that way, right? So I'm going to go ahead and look at our readable secondary. Again, this is geo-replicated, exactly the same database, and I'm going to my DR version here. When I click on that database, again, I'm going to close this. I'm going to go back and look where I just looked on my primary, which is back down to the intelligent performance. We'll look at query performance insight because, again, that's my go-to when I want to see the queries that are running and how uh, it's making a, a effect on my performance uh, CPU DTU consumption. That's where I go. When I go to query performance insight, look at this. The picture looks exactly the same. And if I look, I've got that same yellow bar and I've got 808. Guess what? If I click on 808, it is that exact same query. 
and I'm going to see the exact same runtime statistics. The reason why this is, is because Query Store is actually replicating information from the primary database. And it reminds you right up here. It's telling you that all the workload is coming from the primary, which really, really, really cuts off my options on a quick glance into the system of what queries are causing my performance issue within the portal that I can get to and remedy really quickly and identify. So I need everybody to keep in mind, and what I like to tell them is when you're deciding to offload your reporting from production to a secondary, which is a really great option, keep in mind when you're using Azure SQL DB is that everything is replicated from the primary to that secondary. It does not have its own query store. If we were in SSMS uh, Management Studio, you would see that query store is read only. It just brings the information for the primary. So any automatic tuning recommendations that might happen, any performance recommendations that are sitting here under intelligent performance will all be listed and given by the workload of the primary, which you need to keep in mind again when making these types of decisions. So Anna, did, does a lot of people actually realize that this is what's going on? I find when I'm talking to them that they're like, I can't find what I need and they think they're able to identify it, but it's really the primary's workload. Yeah, I mean, I think we see this a lot and I think a lot of people don't realize that this is what's happening. And I myself tend to forget that this is what's happening and this is what we're doing behind the scenes. So this is really useful, Monica. You know, are there things we can do? Like, can we index a secondary? Can we monitor still? Like, how can we manage performance for these secondaries? Because of course, they're still super important for our reporting side. Right, and reporting has different needs, right? The data usage in your workload needs to have different statistics associated with it. So therefore you can get better plans for that workload and not exactly the primaries workload, right? And when it comes to indexing, there may be reporting index needs for specific reports that you need to do. Here's another caveat that people don't think about. When you are actually using a geo-replicated uh, environment, all of that, again, replication, right, is still coming from your primary and that includes your indexes. But what you can do is you can actually uh, dive into your query plans using DMVs or using SP who's active and get the plans of what's currently running and decide what your tuning needs actually are. And you could create those indexes on the primary side and those index would be indexes would be replicated over to the secondary. So there's still ways to get the indexing, but unfortunately, because it's a read only, I cannot actually create the index on the secondary only. So I end up with a little bit extra workload on that primary for maintaining that index when that's not the index that it might not use, it's the index for the reporting needs. That's with statistics too. There's no actual statistics on your secondary. There are some temporary statistics that it will create inside TempDB for you, for the optimizer to be able to use, but those are only temporary statistics and it really just brings the statistics over from the primary. You know how you can right click and create statistics when you're doing some development and really fine tune what the optimizer sees statistic wise. You can't do that on the secondary. You lose that as well, mm. again, because it is a read only. So when deciding to do these kind of things, you really have to look at your reporting workload. You know, it might be an ETL situation that you need to do instead. So therefore, you can get some more granular performance uh, optimization options available to you instead of using a readable secondary. So you've got to actually think about your workload, what all you're going to be doing with it, because unless you are a diehard DBA that knows how to tune using the DMVs and using scripts that the community uses, such as Glenberry's uh, diagnostic scripts, 
things like that, you're really not going to be able to use the portal to um, identify and tune uh, like you can with the primary on Azure SQL database. Awesome. Thanks, Monica. That's really interesting. And you know, one thing that I, I do find interesting when we do things like this and we talk about topics like this is that if you have those performance skills that you were talking about, they're going to be super valuable here. It's not like you move to Azure SQL database and, oh, you don't need your performance yeah. skills. Like we're giving you some insights for your primary, but like you mentioned for your secondary, you're going to have to use DMVs, other tools, you know, just to clarify, do all those tools still work? They do. However, you know, when you go to Azure SQL DB, you have a shared temp DB, right? When you want to dive into what's consuming temp DB and what's consuming some other things, because your database is shared resources with other databases out there, there are some things that you can't get into. You can still look at weight stats. You can still look at your query plans. There's a list of DMVs that are available uh, for Azure SQL DB, but you may run into a roadblock or two with your good old favorites that you can no longer get to. So uh, there's still some tweaking. I hope maybe things will change in the end. You know, this is still an evolving uh, workspace for all of us. So I'm looking forward to what's coming to make my life a little bit easier when it comes to tuning. Awesome, thanks so much, Monica. You know, as people think about this and we kind of close out the topic, are there any like final tips and tricks or general advice for people who are working with secondaries or getting started with performance in SQL database? Hmm. Query store is your friend when it comes to any tuning. I absolutely love query store and, and having it on uh, your primary and being able to dig into it and forcing a plan is your quickest route to performance tuning for me. So when you're actually thinking about having a secondary uh, readable, I, I my biggest tip is to think about it. What does your workload look like? Do you get a lot of calls as you have your your environment now before you move to this? And what kind of tuning are you doing with your users to make it faster? Um, is there other options you can use? It's not so much of a tip on how to tune on the other side. It's knowing what you can tune and what you won't be able to have quick access to, I think is the number one question. The second thing is, is that you don't know that your DR is actually being used just from the portal because all the metrics are coming from the primary. So you have to actually dive into SPWho, SPWho's active to see the workload coming through inside SSMS. So that's a big thing. You could say my report writers are actually using the secondary. If you never check on it, they could be hitting your primary database, right? Uh, to get their data. So you have to keep an eye on things like that. Awesome, those are great tips. And overall, Monica, this has been a really insightful session for me. I personally learned a lot and I think our viewers probably did too. So thanks so much for joining us on the show. Uh, to our viewers, we put some links in the description for you to dive deeper into this topic and learn more. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. So if you wanna leave a comment, let us know what you think. How are you thinking about using your secondaries and accessing them and monitoring performance and tuning performance? And if you like this episode, go ahead and give it a like, subscribe to our channel, and we hope to see you next time on Data Exposed.